0: Let's Face the Issues is a daily broadcast ministry of First Conservative Baptist Church with Dr. Gene A. Youngblood. Dr. Youngblood is also the founder president of Conservative Theological University. Let's Face the Issues broadcast deals with real issues facing our culture today from a biblical perspective. God created three institutions, the home, government, and the church. Therefore, any issue that is harmful or has a negative impact on either of these institutions will be carefully dealt with and confronted from a biblical worldview. Too often, good people are afraid to confront serious issues that are attacking the church, the home, and Christians. We must stand against the enemies of the family and the church. Tune in each day for another broadcast of Let's Face the Issues with Dr. Gene A. Youngblood, here is Dr. Youngblood with Let's Face the Issues.
1: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is Mike Hill sitting in for Dr. Gene A. Youngblood. Um, Dr. Youngblood is um, still uh, with his son, and we are still asking for your prayers, uh, saints who are out there. Dr. Youngblood's son is in a hospital battling uh, complications with covid he has been there for many weeks now, and we have seen the effects of your prayers that have really been of tremendous help. We have seen where uh, uh, Dr. Youngblood's son, who is also Gene, he's a Gene Youngblood Jr., we have seen where his condition would um, really go down, and then as the saints begin to pray, he would improve. Then we would see the conditions going down again, and then prayer, and he would improve. In fact, it was two weeks ago, Sunday, where the doctors called the family in and said, there's nothing more we can do. Uh, come say your final goodbyes. And that was two weeks ago. So saints, your prayers really do work. And well, I'm asking you, and I know the, the family, Dr. Youngblood's family, is asking that you please continue to pray. And let's see God move and do a miracle in this situation, which we know he is perfectly capable of. Um, So it is my honor to host the show today for Dr. A. Youngblood. I'm Mike Hill. I'm out of Pensacola, Florida. Um, I'm a former state representative here in Florida, representing District 1 and 2. That's out of the Pensacola area. Um, I'm a small business owner. I've owned an insurance and financial services agency now for 31 years. Prior to that, I was 10 years active duty in the Air Force after graduating from the Air Force Academy. So it is my honor indeed to sit in for Dr. Youngblood and that he would trust me to do so with his show. Um, We're going to be covering many different uh, issues today. And if you would like to join the conversation, the phone number is 904-831-0917. Let's Face the Issues is brought to you in part by Tools for a Time. Tools for a Time is an outdoor dealership company specializing in turnkey business packages for individuals looking to own their own landscape or lawn care business. Tools for a Time also has a full line of hurricane preparedness equipment, including Honda and Echo generators. Tools for a Time can answer all of your uh, homeowners and professional and backup power equipment questions. They're located at 11291 Old St. Augustine Road, near the intersection of Old St. Augustine Road and I-295 right at the base of the gigantic 165-foot flagpole with Old Glory flying 24-7. You can reach them online at toolsforatime.com. That's toolsforatime.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be covering many issues today, but I would like to start off with um, the issue of protecting the life in the womb, protecting the preborn. Um, I'm sure you've heard about by now how Texas Heartbeat Bill um, was uh, allowed to remain in place when the U.S. Supreme Court decided that they did not want to take up the case of a lawsuit against that bill, thereby letting the Texas Heartbeat Law stay in place. Well, thank goodness here in Florida we have uh, Representative Webster Barnaby who has also filed a bill very similar to the Texas heartbeat law uh, in Florida. We will now have a Florida heartbeat law bill filed in the upcoming uh, legislative session. As I mentioned yesterday, if you were listening on the show, I originally filed the Florida heartbeat bill in 2019, which simply says that um, once a heartbeat has been detected, then that baby cannot be aborted. And medically, a heartbeat can be detected as early as 18 days. You'll read a lot in the press that it says six weeks. And of course, six weeks you can, but it can be detected as early as 18 days. Now, I filed that bill in 2019 and it had exceptions, um, that an abortion could be performed if the pregnancy was the result of uh, rape or incest. I was attending a pro-life conference shortly after the end of that session 2019. By the way, Republican leadership would not let that bill uh, have a hearing. They would not give it even a committee hearing, which is the first stop um, for it to be debated and vetted before it comes to the floor for a vote. So they had their own reasons, whatever reasons they were, um, but what they did was they allowed the murder of pre-born children in a womb continue in Florida, which right now is at a rate of about 70,000 a year. That's right. 70,000 babies are murdered in a womb each year in Florida. Imagine the Florida State University football stadium full of people. You can see that. That's about 70,000 people. That's how many are murdered each year in Florida in the womb. So in 2019, I filed that bill to um, stop abortion, uh, except for the case of rape and incest. So they didn't give the bill a hearing. I filed the bill again in the 2020 session, and this time I removed any exceptions at all. It simply says, once a heartbeat is detected, you cannot abort that baby. You cannot murder that baby. There was no exceptions for rape and incest. The only time that we, I mentioned that uh, um, uh, where an abortion would be available is if it was due to what's called an entopic pregnancy. That is, the fertilized egg is in a fallopian tube, but it does not continue its journey through the fallopian tube into the uterus, it stays in the fallopian tube and continues to grow. That will kill the mother. So talking to a very close friend of mine, Dr. Bill Lyle, who's a pro-life doctor, he lives here in Pensacola also and travels the nation speaking on behalf of the life of the preborn and why we should continue to save that baby because it is a person and it is a patient. They are doing treatments in the womb right now on babies uh, for heart surgeries. They're correcting spina bifida. They're doing surgery in the womb uh, at a very early age. So if it is a patient, then it is a person. And if it's a person, it needs to be protected. Uh, Dr. Bill Lyle told me, Mike, you, you have to put in the exception for the entopic pregnancy uh, because that will kill the mother. So I put that in um, as the only exception. And once again, Florida leadership would not allow that bill to be filed or to be heard. I'm sorry, would not allow that bill to be heard. And so it it died. Now, this past session, 2021, no one in the Florida legislature filed the heartbeat bill. I left office in November of 2020. So in 2021 legislative session, no one filed a bill Uh, to protect the life of the pre-born. No one filed the heartbeat bill.
2: A good friend of mine who was still in the Florida House, uh, Representative Anthony Sabatini,
1: who by the way is now running for Congress and he uh, should get your support. Uh, He's a good conservative, um, a a true patriot. Uh, Representative Anthony Sabatini uh, was going to file the heartbeat bill that I previously filed. Uh, again. He says, Mike, I'm going to file it. And I said, God bless you, Anthony. And uh, shortly after him telling me that, uh, then we hear the news of the Texas heartbeat law being allowed to stand at the U.S. Supreme Court, did not hear the uh, um, allegations against it uh, that were filed by the ACLU and Planned Parenthood and all the other left-leaning murderers who are out there. Uh, the U.S. Supreme Court says no, the, the, the law is going to be allowed to stand. Okay, so um, Representative Webster Barnaby, who is out of Volusia County in Florida, uh, has filed a bill in Florida that is very similar to the um, a Texas Heartbeat Bill. And his reason for doing that, instead of filing the bill that I have previously done, is that... Uh, Because we know that the law was allowed to stand, then there is a very good likelihood that it will stand in Florida also. So um, there was a CNN, they report that the House bill, House bill number is 167. And as I say, it was filed by Florida State Representative Webster Barnaby, and it prohibits abortion after a fetal heartbeat is detected. Now, his bill does have some exceptions, and the exceptions are ones that were similar to the Texas Heartbeat Law. The exceptions are for rape, incest, domestic violence, human trafficking, or a life-threatening condition. That life-threatening condition was the only one I had in my bill, so this one allows more exceptions. It allows also private citizens to bring lawsuits against physicians Who provide abortions after six weeks. You see, so that's a little later than my bill. My bill said once the heartbeat is detected, which is early as uh, 18 days. Under the measure, lawsuits can be brought against any person who knowingly engages in conduct that aids or abets the performance or inducement of an abortion. The Florida bill allows lawsuits up to six years after the law has been violated, differ, differing slight from the Texas law, which creates a four-year window. Now, notably, the bill also removes the word fetus from the language and replaces it with unborn child. My bill said pre-born child. Why, why is there that distinction? Pre-born, just like preschool, means that an event is about to happen. Unborn simply means that the child is not born yet. But preborn um, it gives a connotation that that birth is going to happen, just like preschool means pre-going to school, um, that it is an event that's going to happen. Now, the House Bill 167 states that a fetal heartbeat is a key medical predictor that an unborn child will reach live birth and cardiac activity begins at a biologically identifiable moment in time, normally when the fetal heart is formed in the gestational sac. The state of Florida has a compelling interest from the outset of a woman's pregnancy in protecting the health of the woman and the life of the preborn child. And in order to make an informed choice about whether to continue her pregnancy, the pregnant woman has a compelling interest in knowing the likelihood of her preborn child surviving to full term birth based upon the presence of cardiac activity. Ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to join this discussion about protecting the life of the preborn and what it means in Florida, um, you can call in. The number is 904-831-0917. That's 904 831 Florida House Speaker, now this is good news. I'm glad to hear this. Uh, Florida House Speaker Chris Frowles welcomed the bill, noting that pro-life legislation must be able to withstand legal challenges. Now, when I filed my bill, uh, Representative Chris Frowles was not the speaker. He was a speaker-designate instead at that time it was representative jose oliva who would not give the heartbeat bill a chance to go before a committee now chris brow says this and i'm reading from an article uh, from the new american chris brow says i have always fought for unborn babies and their right to life and the florida house of representatives has been a national leader developing pro-life legislation i don't know if i agree with that but i'll take his word for it Sprouts said this through a spokesperson our laws have to be strong enough to jump through multiple levels of judicial scrutiny we look forward to bringing to the floor a bill that saves every unborn life possible that's not true i like the statement and i like what they're trying to do but that's not true um, you're not trying to save the life of those who are uh, um, as a result of rape, incest, domestic violence, human trafficking, uh, etc. And you should. The reason why you should is that despite how horrific those situations are, such as rape, incest, domestic violence, and human trafficking, those are horrible, horrible situations. And despite how horrible those situations are, God has decided there's going to be life here. God is the only one who can create life. And God decides there's going to be life there. Who are we to tell God that he made a mistake and we're going to kill that baby anyway? It is not the baby who should be punished. It is the father who committed the crime who should be punished. That baby is innocent and should be able to... um, Uh, live a full life, who knows what blessings that that baby will be able to bring uh, into uh, this world because they were given the opportunity to live. We do have a caller on the line, Annie. Annie, please tell us, what is your comment uh, or or your, your question?
2: Good morning. Can you hear me?
1: Yes. Hello, Annie. I can hear you.
2: I can barely hear you.
1: Go ahead. What is your comment?
2: Uh, Well, first of all, I just wanted to call and uh, say good morning, and and great to hear you out there, uh, Representative Phil. And in regards to, I only just got the last bit of the right for that baby to have a life, and you're absolutely correct, in regards to the man should be punished, not the child. And uh, certainly we have a wonderful Representative Webster Barnaby that has just filed a bill in the Florida legislature, which uh, is very much so like the bill that passed in Texas. And I would encourage everyone to look into that and support Representative Barnaby in this effort so we can pass that bill here in the state of Florida and protect the unborn.
1: Very good. Thank you, Annie. You're absolutely right. And you raise a very good point to where um, we need uh, people in Florida to show support for this bill. That is very important. Um, calling Webster Barnaby, Representative Barnaby, letting him know that you support, support him. But also, here's a very vital next step that everyone can do. And that is contact your local state representative and state senator and ask them to co-sponsor that bill. The more co-sponsors that are on the bill, the more likelihood that it has a chance of passing. There is Sorry. a, yes, there is a representative, Anna Escamani out of the Orlando area who uh, is an employee of Planned Parenthood and is also an elected representative who has come out vehemently against this bill. And has says that it is an attack on women's health, which is total nonsense. Killing a baby in the womb is not health. It is murder. So I would ask you all to contact your local state rep and state senator, and ask them to co-sponsor this bill because there is going to be opposition against it.
2: Absolutely. This is an effort that can be easily done statewide. And In each, in each county, we, we must absolutely reach out to our representatives. That's an excellent point. And, and that's just for a quick one. And I'll let you be, Mike, uh, also to remind your audience that the heartbeat protection bill that you filed badly, not once but twice, was killed by Republican-led legislature in two different sessions. We have an opportunity with Representative Barnaby's bill, but also we have a petition that we have put up to, change, to get the heartbeat protection bill onto the ballot by constitutional amendment. And that petition is available for any resident of the state of Florida to sign. We, we have 700,000 signatures already, but we still need more. I don't know if you want me to give a number out that they can reach me at. So if anyone would like to, we can send the petitions to them. We can send a church a box of them. Uh, there's many ways that we, we can deliver it. We will get it into your hands. Would you like me to uh, yes. give a number for your folks to be able to reach me and we can get these petitions to them?
1: Yes, please, Annie, share that number.
2: Okay my name is annie marie delgado i'm with conservative watch usa i'm the state president you could reach me at area code five six one seven seven nine three five three five we'd be happy to get you the petitions Uh, and as i said we're working with many churches and that's where we've got the bulk of all of our signatures, quite frankly, have been through all the different pastors that we're working with. And uh, we'll make sure and get a box to them. Very good. Annie, thank you for your
1: call. It is much thank appreciated. You, and thank you for what you are doing. And if you would, one more time, repeat that number how they can get in touch with you.
2: Okay. It's area code five six one seven seven nine. 779. Three five, three five. Mike, I thank you for what you're doing. God bless you. Keep up the good work, sir.
1: Amen. Thank you, Annie. Have a great day. I'm grateful for Annie calling in and mentioning the other um, method avenue that is being done right now to protect the preborn in the womb. And as she mentioned, it is to get a number of petitions signed the, uh, that are needed so that it can be placed on the ballot as a constitutional amendment to the Florida Constitution prohibiting uh, abortion in Florida. Um, She reminded me of that as being led by a good friend of mine named Mark Mink.
2: Mark Mink is out of the Central Florida area, as is
1: uh, Annie Delgado. She's also out of the Central Florida area. And they are working on this initiative now. I have been helping Mark Mink with this now for uh, over a year to where we are getting these petitions um, to churches throughout the state and getting their church members to sign this petition. They need to have a million petitions signed in order to get it on the ballot uh, to be voted on next year as a constitutional amendment. Uh, to the Florida Constitution so that uh, life is protected in the womb. It is so important to have it as a constitutional amendment because it is a lot harder to change or remove it. Uh, A law can be passed, a law can be challenged, um, it it, it can be uh, once leftists get in office, they can write legislation to remove or usurp that law but once it is in the Constitution, it cannot be removed. So I want to thank uh, Annie Marie Delgado and Mark Mink who are taking on that initiative. Um, we uh, uh, were using that petition uh, method here in the Panhandle in the Pensacola area, as I say, over a year ago. And just in one Sunday in our church, Marcus Point Baptist Church, we had over 600 of those petitions signed. It is something that can be done, ladies and gentlemen. And so uh, I ask you to uh, get involved with doing that. Now, I understand that Dr. Youngblood is on the line. Dr. Youngblood, yes, sir. What, what, what is your, your contribution, please?
3: you you've got you've got the wrong young blood this is greg and i am so thankful to hear you on the air today uh brother and keep up the good work uh i I find it shameful that it's taken so long for us to get around in the state of florida to protecting babies and for those folks that uh uh you know your 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 formal reference to the constitutional amendment path uh makes very good sense obviously in the state of florida we've done Crazy things like protecting pregnant pigs more so than we protect babies you know in the state of Florida, I think it 's still unconstitutional to crate a pregnant pig. A lot of people you know uh, put that on petition initiatives before because they had no clue you know what pig farmers went through <laughs> and the kind of things you might do to make sure the most pigs uh, you know li- lived uh healthy and safe existences until they became uh, uh pulled pork and uh, and bacon uh, but in any case um <laughs> What I think is interesting is how many, uh, rhinos we've seen over the years that have promised us legislation like this. They've made commitments while they're running and then they never fulfilled. So I'm thankful to see we're making motion. I think it's because we have a, uh, a, a governor, uh, Ron DeSantis. And bless the man. Uh, he has done a very good job in most everything that I've seen during his uh, tenure in office. Uh, but the, the call by you and by Annie just moments ago to make the phone calls. Call your representative. Call your senator. You must do it, folks. This is important. Some of these folks, that they, they won't see the light until they feel the heat, and the heat is your phone call. So call them today. Touch base with them and let them know, because they, they recognize if they get two phone calls, it must not be that important. If they get 2,000 phone calls, they'll go, oh my goodness, this is something that resonates. This is something that's important. I might not get reelected unless I vote for this or I I do this. So call them today.
1: Greg, you are absolutely right. Thank you so much for calling in. I apologize for uh, confusing you with Gene Youngblood. You're Greg Youngblood, his son, and your comments are spot on. Thank you so much for calling in and, and encouraging the listeners out there to, yes indeed, um, contact your state rep and state senator the more of you who contact them, the more likelihood that they will uh co the bill and then um uh, uh giving it a chance to pass. Now, when I was in the House and uh and filed my bill, at that time uh Governor DeSantis said if the bill gets to my desk, I will sign it. This was the heartbeat bill. Now, more recently, uh, he was quoted as saying that hey, the Texas bill is very interesting and we'll take a look at it. I hope that doesn't mean that he is taking a step back at all. I hope that simply means that he is just being a bit cautious and that he will um, uh, take a look at the bill and when it comes, when it is passed and it lands on on his desk, that he will indeed sign it. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mike Hill sitting in for Dr. Jean A. Youngblood. I'm calling out of Pensacola, Florida. I was previously in the Florida House of Representatives for five years, beginning in 2013. Um, If you would like to join the show, we're going to continue after the top of the hour. The call-in number is 904-831-0917. We're going to cover many more topics as uh, after our break, some of which are going to be including uh, the fact that uh, the Biden administration is right now in a free fall, a free fall in terms of popularity, in terms of leadership, that they are just simply out of touch. So we're going to be covering that. We're going to be covering uh, many other topics to include, uh, let's see here, uh, how should Christians think about Biden's vaccine mandate? Don't touch your dial, ladies and gentlemen. We'll join you after the top of the hour.
0: Let's face the issues with Dr. Gene A. Youngblood from First Conservative Baptist Church and Conservative Theological University in Jacksonville, Florida. To learn more, visit conservative.edu.